Welcome to L Files recorded on Johnson Street at Lully Tavern, Abbotsford. I'm Asia and this is Pete. And Hello. today we are meeting on the lands of the Wurundjeri people who we pay our respects to their elders, present, past and emerging and acknowledge that their, sovereign their sovereignty has never been ceded. So Pete, what's been going on? Uh, not very much. I don't think many people have had a very busy period over lockdown Asia, but I've been having a good time. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thank you. have been very excited to get down here to Lily Tavern to start our first episode of our podcast, who we should say is sponsored by Creative Victoria Music Recovery Program. Thank you very much, Creative Victoria, for funding this absurd venture. It's great <laughs> to be here. <laughs> it's very nice of them. Um, now, can you tell me about what kind of things you've been listening to over the last few months in lockdown? What's been going on? Any new music to report? Oh, a lot of old music, really. Just been going back, touching on some old classics. Ooh. Your Black Sabbaths, your Led Zeppelins, a lot of Rolling Stones. I did enjoy the new Bob Dylan record that came out. Um, a new Bob Dylan record? Yeah, Rough and Rowdy Ways. Oh, He goes from strength to strength. He's aging like a fine wine. It's a nice bluesy record. It's kind of got elements of like J.J. Kale in it, but his lyricism's just on point, as oh, always. Amazing. It's friggin' Bob Dylan. How old is Bob Dylan now? Bob's old, like he's 74 or something like that. He's, <laughs> he's getting up there. What's he singing about? Uh, oh, a lot of stuff. He's doing this really kind of, some of the songs are really long and kind of, I don't know, all about death and mortality. But, you know, Brutal. kind of young and sprightly at the same time, <laughs> you know. It's called Rough and Rowdy Ways. It's like, you know, a young thug just hitting the streets for the first time sometimes. Good old Bob. Yeah. There's a lot of Bobs inside Bob, you know. Like there's so many elements to his personality and he's been developing all of them for so long. It's really interesting. He's just living his best life. Yeah. Sometimes I got this playlist on Spotify. I... um. It's every Bob Dylan album and I just hit shuffle on it and you hear him when he's, you know, 19, 20 years old on his first album and then you hear him when he's 74. It's really interesting to listen to how a person develops. Yeah. You know. Better or worse? Is he getting better or is he getting old? He's changing. He's definitely changed so many times but, you know, he's one of those kind of amorphous individuals that can kind of go from strength to strength. I mean, he hasn't always made great music. He's had some flops. Who hasn't? And he's 74, like so he's doing pretty good. Yeah, but, considering. you know, by and large, the consistency of his work just astounds me. It's strong. Yeah. Well, maybe we might talk about some of the new stuff that's come out of Melbourne over the past few months because yeah. local. I... Local. We may be in this harshest lockdown in the world but some of the best music in the world I think has been coming out of Melbourne the last few months um one of my personal favorites is the new Stiff Richards record I'm not sure if you've heard of it but no, I'm not familiar with them local Peninsula Boys have released a new album called State of Mind um which we might have a little listen to
also local scientists, Dr. Shaw's Unusual Practice, have brought out a new song. My personal favourite, super speedy zippy whipper, zipper whipper maybe, I should say. We will talk about them a little bit more um, because they have some new music coming out as well. Wait, local scientists? Local scientists. I've he So the lead singer of Dr. Shaw's, Dr. Shaw, he wears a lab coat, a white lab coat. Is he a legit scientist? I don't know if um, he's done any medical practice, but he wears a lab coat. So I'm going to, he has that aura of a scientist. So I'm going to give it to him. We'll pretend. Sometimes the he wears aura. the little, the aura. Of That's just a lab coat. Are his lyrics kind of science-based? Well, absolutely. You've hit the nail on the head there. They are Clinical trials. Not and- so much clinical trials. You'll get that from his visuals, but he's more um, politically driven, scientifically politically driven, I'd say. Uh. Very political. I feel that science and politics should be, you know, very separate things. But separate? I well, I don't know. I don't think that, you know, research should be dictated by by politics. No, you know? not necessarily. Well, while we're talking about it, maybe I'll just bring up his new album, I reckon, that is going to come out at the end of this month, which it is October that we are recording this inside of. Um, but he's got a new album coming out called Wall Oz Burns. And I, sh- I shouldn't say him. I think that he records all of the stuff himself, all of the different instruments and the vocals, and he writes everything. But he does have a band on stage but dr shaw's the enigma that he is um yeah while osburn's the i've seen a bit of album art on um Bandcamp, i think for anyone that wants to find it it's a picture of scomo with sorry scott morrison our prime minister with hibiscus flowers in his hair which is meant to be him on holidays in hawaii and he's um chopping up a piece of steak which is in the shape of australia um, and dark. Super, very dark, super political, um, politically driven songs by the sounds. There's four up already. One's called the called Blood Blood Money, which I guess we can assume what that's about. And one um, called Murray Darling, which is about the water issues that's happening. So I've taken a political turn yeah, really fast, cool. haven't I? I mean, while his <laughs> scientific credentials might be questionable, it sounds like <laughs> conceptually strong. Work. It it is strong. I would recommend um, everyone to have a listen. Maybe we can play a little bit of that as well for you guys now.
was a bit of Dr. Shaw's Unusual Practices new album that's coming out in the next couple of days, which is awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow, all right. <laughs> um, Pete, some other amazing new music coming out of Melbourne. Our number one, fa- well, I'm speaking on behalf of all Melburnians, but our number one um, favourite band, I think, collectively of Melbourne would have to be King Giz, King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizards. Indeed. Wizard Wizards. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. What have they been doing? Um, I believe they've just released the the new album KG, or it's you know will be out by the time this podcast has come out. Amazing. And their new lead single automation has dropped, and they've um, offered its raw audio stems and video footage to be available on their website, encouraging their fans to create their own remixes and videos for the song. Where'd they get that idea from? Do you think? Oh gee, I don't know. Um, I think. I think Radiohead did something like that. Well, weirdly, you say radio. I think one of their new sound, their their new song, that song actually sounds like a Radiohead song at the beginning, Automation. Yeah. But it actually came from Grimes. Grimes Grimes. did it. She uploaded raw files onto her um, website. And they've actually tagged her in their Instagram video and said, really? download the raw files here and you can create your own film clip. And then they tagged R- Grimes. It's an unlikely friendship. It is unlikely, but they're all a bit crazy, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's nice. It is nice. Why not? Well, what else do you like about their new stuff? I've been listening a lot, I must admit. Yeah, I've, I've been liking um, Straws in the Wind. That's a heck of a tune. Beautiful song. Um, kind of a bit of a freak folk vibe. Who sings that? Is it Stu or is it Ambrose? Oh, gee, I, I don't know. I feel like it's – I think Ambrose is singing that one. He also is the lead singer of the Murlocs. Are you familiar with the Murlocs? Oh, I love the Murlocs. Yeah, and his dad – Where are they from? Geelong. They are, Geelong. Geelong, garage, rock and roll. Yeah. All of the good stuff comes out of Geelong. I feel like – the most of the King Gears crew maybe come from there. I'm talking sure. um, at, out of the out of the top of my hat, though. So <laughs> maybe we should ask them and get them in here to chat to them too. But also on the topic of Ambrose, his dad's from old rock band Carson. Familiar? I don't know them. What's that all about? So Carson are these guys that were around and played Sunbury in the 70s, a big music festival in Sunbury. Sure. Anyways, I'm getting off topic, but I love Ambrose from the Murlocs, who sings that new song yeah, that we're going to man. listen to.
Is it all ending? Straws in the wind. Is it all ending? Like a slumber and we've all just awoken. I could see the bees will bump their shit. Um, Straws in the Wind, one of King Giz's new singles in promotion of their upcoming album, KG. Um, Gizzard have just dropped a pair of albums, uh, one of which is... Chunky Shrapnel, I believe, which is the soundtrack to their their live album. First live album, do we think? Oh, I'm not sure. Not sure. But Who knows with them? There's a lot of music It's there. attached to the concert film that they released of the European tour. Yeah, during- I think there's like a Paris song and a one in, I was going to say France, that was probably in Paris as well, one in London. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the Did you see the movie? I, I love the movie. Doco, I guess. They're in, Brilliant. Um, in infest the rat's nest mode, you know, heavy metal, thrash metal. Absolutely yeah. shredding. Lots of amazing lighting. It's all filmed. Oh, it's just very good. They it do like everything It was very just good. one or two kind of handheld cameras. And maybe the guy was like on stage in between the band members. Yeah, it's kind of like being in the band watching yeah. that movie. It's really amazing. Cool. I thoroughly enjoyed that. The energy coming out of those crowds is just wild. They're one of the biggest bands in Melbourne for sure right now and maybe in the world yeah amazing they're doing things in rock and roll that you know haven't been done for quite some time really pushing the envelope in a lot of genres a lot of genres they just released honey which I'm obsessed with beautiful lovely song also I think Stu's singing in that one couldn't be more different from infest the rat's nest you know absolutely not and then there's another one they brought out as well some of us which is completely different again I would use the words aggressive, experimental, a bit crazy. Wow. I haven't heard of it. That sounds full on. It's pretty hectic. Some of us, though, hectic, so intense, very scary, bloody, fiery film clip. Oh, my God. I just um, listened to it yesterday and they actually somehow are able to rhyme rigor mortis and tortoise. (laughs) (laughs) very good it is pretty good actually um so i just had to bring that up because i thought that was really impressive Uh, it's a step above the the moon in june isn't it it really bob dylan would be proud i think he would be proud surely bob's met them or listened to them or surely bob would be aware he'd be aware of the giz surely surely keeps his finger on the pulse no doubt he does he absolutely does now speaking of more local live music the list goes on because we've been in lockdown for so long all of the muses are bored they're gone crazy they're bringing out all the good stuff private function released an awesome new record maybe last month yep aubrey wodonga very local driving up the border (laughs) um cable ties as well released a new record which is awesome. They're singing about Melbourne, 
we might have to have a listen to that one at some point. It's all happening. It's all happening. For a scene with no gigs, you know, it's bearing a lot of fruit, isn't it? I hope that everyone sticks around and that they come back onto the stage soon, maybe even in this building that we're recording from, Lily Tavern. Fingers crossed, bud. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um, Now, one of my other favourites, because let's be honest, there's a lot of them, but RBG have also released their second album, finally, um, Feral. Very exciting. Yeah, super exciting. So a a few of the songs are old um, singles that they finally popped on an album. I think everyone was really excited for this because they also – recently toured Europe um, just before lockdown, I think. So it's not just us Melbournians that are excited, but they um, one of the songs actually they've released is called Christian Neurosurgeon, which is interesting. Goodness me. Yep. There's um, a lyric in the song that is, I wake up in the morning, cut open your brain. I got to bed in the evening. I get down and pray. Wow. Beautiful lyrics by RBG, amazing (laughs) local band. Heavy shit right there. Heavy shit. I wonder if we've got that song to play, um, RBG, Christian Neurosurgeon. Possibly we could have a listen right now.
And that was Christian Neurosurgeon by RVG. What do you think? RVG, I loved it. It's pretty good, isn't Very it? Very cool. I don't really know what they're talking about, but I'm into it. Christian Neurosurgeon. Sounds a bit <laughs> sketchy. Very sketchy. I'm no as sketchy as your mate Dr. Shaw from before. <laughs> Good God, man. Everyone's just doing a bit of home surgery <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, uh, lockdown hasn't been kind to the surgical community, but <laughs> you know, we'll get there. Um, lockdown has been kind, though, to dump punts. It very much has. Very much well, has. Well, I hope it has. I haven't asked any of them personally how their lockdown experience was, but they have released some awesome music, a new record, um, nine-track record, first in the last couple of years since the big one they released in 2018 um aptly named the big one two is their new record (laughs) very good um the band said that they've been listening to steely dan and betty wright when they recorded this album which i think is quite weird yeah i don't hear much steely dan in that record but steely dan do rule so i'm not going to knock just a bit of general music inspiration maybe absolutely um lots of good songs coming out of that record lots of very diverse music three piece they all sing three songwriters three songwriters population of three thousand in bonnie hills where they're from and tiny town three amazing songwriters i think that seattle and jimmy are from a big family um who are from that tiny town. I'm not sure if they still live there, but that's pretty amazing. I feel like the big fish come from the small ponds. Maybe they do. You know, a lot of rock stars tend to come from, like, rural communities, suburban communities. Do you think that's because they're bored? I don't know. Got to get creative, you know. It does strange things to the mind, you know. It does. It makes things percolate. Well, not just strange but really good things to the mind, I think. Um, did you have a favourite from this new album? Oh, gee, I liked a lot of the songs. Um, they're all so different that, you know, there's something to like about almost all of them. Yeah. Um, I could really kind of hone in on, like, the lyrics to one or two. They do that thing where they write about, like, the everyday and the, the mundane. It's all very so relatable, well. isn't it? Yeah, a bit like Courtney Barnett. She does that too. Yeah. Like, there's, like, also a bit of a wordsmithery going on. There is. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure who has written each individual one, but they're all wordsmiths, I think. Absolutely. Well, I want to listen to my favourite one from the record. I'm we- sorry, Pete, if it's not your favourite. That's all right, Asia. I'm sure that um, I'm sure I'll live. You're sure, <laughs> I'm sure you'll live. I'm glad that you'll live. Um, so this is 54 and 9 by The Dumb Punts. Let's have it.
that was a banger right there. Absolutely. Banger from Dump Hunts. Loved it. 54 and 9. Can't wait to see those guys playing on the stage again soon. Would be nice. Yeah. Let's give a little plug to Seattle's other band, Smooch, as well. Smooch, who we will definitely be getting in here. Rock stars. Rock stars. Absolute rock stars. Glam rock, if you haven't heard of them. Google it or Glam something. Glam as fuck. Glam as fuck. I don't even know if we're allowed to swear, but we are. <laughs> yeah, I just They're did glam though. as fuck. Um, we will definitely get them in here soon because I have a special connection, Pete. Yeah. I live with one of them. You got the hookup. I've got the hookup. We're going to get them in. So right. stay tuned, everyone. Tune into episode two. Boom. But we're not over yet. What else have we got going on, Pete? Uh, let's talk about a, a classic album, Asia. Love a classic album. Um, it's the 50th anniversary um, in November of David Bowie's classic, The Man Who Sold the World. Um, original Bowie collaborator Tony Visconti will be commemorating the occasion with a re-released version of the album under the name Metropolis. This is the title which Bowie initially wanted to use for the record, a tribute to the Fritz Lang film Metropolis. What what happened there? The record company pulled the cord at the last minute. They didn't like it. Um, Since we're swearing now, dicks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had a look at the the movie. It's like a it came out in 1927. Um, it's like a futuristic urban dystopia uh, with like some very kind of strong like socialist messages. Which you know, it's not very surprising that the record label didn't really like that in 1970. Right, Metrobolist. Metrobolist is the name of Bowie's album, but Metropolis is the name of the, the Movie. film. I don't know, maybe he changed it for copyright reasons <laughs> or just because Bowie's, you know, a little bit out there. Who knows? But um, Imagine yeah. telling Bowie what to do. Well, you know, someone had to. Like these record labels, they just want to make money. Did it work? Um, in 1970, like glam was the hottest thing around, you know, like T-Rex is the new Beatles. Love Mark Bolan. And he wants to put out like a space opera or about like socialism. It's like kind of like Cardi B making a record about George Orwell's 1984 right now. You know, it's just kind of weird. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, they, they change it up a little bit. Weird um, is why we love Bowie though, right? Yeah, like the album came out great. It's an absolute banger. So 50 years since... Yeah, it's very much in line with um, the Black Sabbaths and Deep Purples and Led Zeppelins of the time. Like it's like a guitar-driven rock and roll record, maybe as heavy as Bowie ever got. To be completely honest with you, I thought that the beginning of one of the songs off that album, Shook Me Cold, sounded like a Black Sabbath song. Yeah, they've definitely got like that, that riffage going on. I've, I'm not a, a huge, I don't want to say I'm not a huge fan of Bowie, but I'm, I haven't done my research with Bowie super well generally and I feel like I've got a lot of catching up to do there. But when I listened to that song, I got very excited and it sounds really amazing. Um, should we play it? Yeah, I think we got it queued up. Let's check it out. She shook me cold. David Bowie's the man who sold the world. Yeah. 
she shook me cold, David Bowie. What an absolute banger. As you can hear, it's very raw, sludgy, unrefined rock and roll. He'd take that formula and polish it up a little bit for his next album, Ziggy Stardust. Um, you know, you can really see his influences on his sleeve on so this what, record. what record was that in his in order of records? Uh, this was his second record, I think, maybe his third, but very early in the piece for Bowie. Um, throughout the album, you can kind of hear him imitating Pink Floyd, T-Rex. It's not such a finely processed kind of persona yet. He's he's figuring it out. Yeah, it's interesting to hear somebody so sophisticated just starting to grow. And then you hear the title track and it's like nothing you've heard before. You know, it's this flash of, of brilliance on this like otherwise pretty formulaic record. Um, they've just remastered it. They got Tony Visconti, the original producer, and um, who worked a lot with T Rex, worked with Bowie throughout his career, to um, to jump in and and do a whole new mix of it, which sounds huge. It sounds so luscious. It's so different from the original. I've heard also maybe the original photographer of the album artwork has um, provided a new image that the world hasn't seen before of Bowie wearing in the dress the dress yeah an iconic album cover a very controversial album cover they wouldn't put it out in America instead they got a uh, cartoonist called Michael Weller to draw a picture of John Wayne and he's holding like a bazooka or something it's very American so cover. where was this that picture of Bowie in the dress, where was that record cover released? That was the UK. The UK, which maybe I read somewhere didn't come out until like maybe five not. months later, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was definitely controversial. It wouldn't surprise me if it got held up. In Germany, they had an amazing alternate cover. Um, it's a winged hybrid creature with David Bowie's head and a hand for a body preparing to flick the earth away. Maybe just let that, that register I, for a minute. I mean, to me, that sounds like the image you'd want to see when you read The Man Who Sold the yeah. World. Google it. It's amazing. Google the German it's, cover. It's very, very strange. That is amazing. Um, well, there you go. But Bowie. yeah, let's check out that new Tony Visconti mix of The Man Who Sold the World. Um, the deluxe reissues just about to drop should be an absolute banger. Banger. <laughs>
Pete. That was beautiful. Yeah, isn't it a great tune? It sounds so different from the original mix. It's very different. It's very clean. Yeah. It's very happy. It's luscious. It's luscious. So when many great textures in there. Lots I've really of great leaned textures. Into it. You can really feel it. Yeah, that comes out on the the remixed reissue of The Man Who Sold the World, retitled Metropolis. Um, November 6th via Parlophone Records. So Look out for it. Soon. Soon. It's coming out soon. It is imminent. Well, hopefully you've heard this podcast before that date. Yeah. So there's a build-up time to the release. Absolutely. Nirvana also covered that Yeah, song. that's where I first heard it. On MTV maybe. Yeah. In New York. A lot of people think Kurt Cobain wrote that song. I know I did for a little while, even though he clearly says before, this is a David Bowie song. I was listening to it yesterday, but I don't know. No one paid attention to that really part. I wasn't really paying that much attention, obviously, in 1991. <laughs> I was three, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I was minus two, so also. Oh, 94. Oh, sorry, John. Yeah. Happened in 94. Old big dog in yeah. the background Grunge yelling Butler, out. John Lee Farrell. <laughs> Great to have you on board, pal. <laughs> Just fact-checking us over here. Well, let's check out Kurt. Let's check out Kurt Cobain's version. Do you want to listen to Kurt Cobain's version? Yeah. All right, let's give it to the people. It bangs. you got to give them what they want, Pete. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, not me. We never lost control. The face to face. The man who sold the So that was Nirvana's version cover of The Man Who Sold the World? Question mark. Sold it. <laughs> sold it. That was 1993 that they did that. I did love Nirvana in high school and then these boys that I knew asked me to be in their band and we played a um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, of course, cover. Of course. And I later found out that they didn't really want me in the band the bass player just wanted to make out with me Bruh. as a 14-year-old. So I kind of hate Nirvana now. It wow. sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't hate Nirvana. The band That's was really bad. It was called The Ties and the ties. we wore ties. <laughs> yeah. I was in grade nine, I think. <laughs> I like it though, you know, salesmanship. Well, that same kind of era, I guess, maybe a few years before that, I was listening to The Offspring a lot. My uncle gave me... My, one of my first CDs. I think that I had a Britney Spears CD before then, but The Offspring's Greatest Hits album was handed to me um, and it is 20 years this year since The Conspiracy of One came out. I'm not sure if you're an Offspring fan, Pete. No, I'm not too familiar with their oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just take a bit of a backseat here. Okay. Do you know original prankster? No. Uh, I don't know diddly squat. All right, okay. Well, Educate me. Uh, well, so original prankster is one of their biggest hits. I think that, well, this came out in 2000, so you would have been pretty young still, just not interested listening to Nirvana instead of The Offspring. But I was listening to The Offspring, also has I Want You Bad or Want You Bad, I think it's called, which is um, was the single released on that record before the record great record what a banger another banger maybe we should just show you what that sounds like original prankster just that lead in so you can remember okay jog my memory
Pete, what did you think of, of that? I, I loved it, you know. Great energy. I wonder if there's some Offspring fans out there. I'm not sure how you contact us to tell us how much you love the Offspring, but you can come down to Luli Tavern and tell us. Pete is at the bar most of the time. Yeah, just just let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear all about it. You can get his autograph, Yeah, whatever you want. So that was their sixth full-length album from The Offspring wow. in 2000. Are they still going? That's a great question you ask. I think yes. Should we? we Not that big of an Offspring I'll, I'll, we'll fan, have to have a, We'll have to. <laughs> you really got me there, Pete. Uh, oh, asking gosh. the tough questions right That's here on the question. L Files. And that just about does us for the L Files episode one. Thank you so much for listening. Um, let us know what you think on social media and uh, we'll see you for episode two. We're going to leave you with um, Aubrey Wodonga by The Great Private Function from their latest record. Thank you so much. God bless. Good night. See you next time. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. You got it.